The Holy Spirit here is emphasizing that great dispensational change brought about on Calvary and on the day of Pentecost by the Holy Spirit. If Christ would have not died on that cross, men, we would be most people miserable. Because what did He do? When He came to the cross, He did away with every ritual. You see, every ritual was taken away by Christ. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. Well, today we're heading into the new year focused on the Lord's amazing, unconditional love. You know, there's no way any of us can fully predict what the future holds, but in our study today, Raul will point to the fixed realities of God's saving grace and the astounding sacrifice of His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Stay with us to consider the life-changing power of Jesus' sacrificial atonement for our sin. Here's Raul Reese in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 11, with the lesson, The Precious Love of Christ. This evening we're going to be dealing with the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. Uh, But before we do that, we want to kind of give you an introduction to those three verses because Paul the Apostle has been speaking to us about our past, present, and future. And now Paul the Apostle finds himself as he begins to share concerning how sometimes we forget what we used to be Especially when God had chosen the Jews to salvation. So he's going to give you a little bit of background back into the Old Testament. Let me begin by reading verses 11, 12, and 13. He says, Therefore remember that you once Gentiles in the flesh who are called on circumcision by what is called the circumcision made in the flesh by hands. That at that time... You were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenant of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who once were afar off have been brought near by the blood of Jesus Christ. Notice how powerful Paul actually presents the message here tonight. Paul here is presenting the idea of redemption. The redemption of all men without regard to the race by calling the attention to his Gentile readers and how the reason that they had come to know Christ is because the Jews had rejected Jesus Christ. Now, what is amazing is that Paul the Apostle wanted them To enjoy the blessings of the fellowship that God had given to them. Which at one time we did not know as Gentiles. The glorious experience that not only Paul outlines here in terms of the contrast between uh, once lost but now found by the Lord. And if you remember back in chapter 2 verses 1 to 3 he said, And you who are dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, and according to the prince and the power of the air, the spirit that now is working in the sons of disobedience. 
among whom also we all had our conduct of life in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, just as others. And then in verse 4, but God, again, just like in verse 13, but now in Christ Jesus. I think that so many times we really don't remember or we don't remind ourselves of the grace of God that He has given to each one of us individually. Think how far you've come along as you have accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. Paul the Apostle emphasizes concerning this grace that has been given to each one of us that are Gentiles or Jews if we have repented and have been born again of the Holy Spirit, then we have this grace and mercy that God has shown towards every believer in Jesus Christ. And this is what he's trying to share here with the Gentile and the Jews. You see, upon this special aspect of grace and mercy, we need to understand that before we came to Christ, like he says here, we were without God. And that is the picture of every person that doesn't know Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior tonight. That's kind of a scary thought when you think about that. I know that when, before we came to Christ, we really didn't think that we would ever die, some of us. But it's amazing that when you come to Christ and Christ clears your vision and He clears your mind and He clears your heart and you begin to read and you begin to find out what God's Word says, you begin to see that you were just not lucky but it's by the grace of God that you did not die before coming to Christ. Otherwise, you tonight would be with hundreds and thousands and millions of people in hell tonight. And so Paul wants us to understand the importance of not taking advantage of the grace of God. And reminding also the Gentiles that God, first of all, had chosen the Jew to actually be saved. And the purpose of the Jew becoming not only the chosen person or the chosen nation and the chosen people of God... God's plan of salvation was not only for the Jew to be saved, but that the Jew would take the gospel to the Gentiles, and yet the Jew failed to do that. And when they failed, God chose you, and God chose me as Gentiles to take His message to a world that is lost. And it's amazing when you study not only prophecy, but you study the life of the Jew. When you go back to the promises of God in the Old Testament that God had given to them. You see, when God was creating for actually making a nation for himself, he started with Abraham. Go for a moment to Genesis chapter 12. I want to show you some things. How God already had not only previously chosen, but also he had the Gentiles in mind because God knows all things and he knew that the Jew would reject them and that we would have an opportunity to receive Christ as Lord and Savior. In Genesis chapter 12, notice there beginning with verses 1 to 3. Look what he says. He says, And now the Lord had said to Abraham, 
Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. And I will make you a great nation. And I, God, will bless you. I will make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you. And I will curse him who curses you. And in all the families of the earth, you shall be blessed. See, God already is making the promise of His blessing upon the Jews, and the Jews would bless the other nations of the world. And then again, in chapter 17 of Genesis, beginning with verse 1, look what He says. And when Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared unto Abram and said to him, I am the Almighty God, El Shaddai. Walk before me in blamelessness, and I will make my covenant between me and you, and I will multiply you exceedingly. And then Abraham fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you. You shall be a father of many nations. Look what he says. What is that? That's not only the promise to the Jews that Abraham also would become the father of the Jew and of the Gentiles. This is what Paul will tell us in a moment. You see? Because of what God was going to do. Because of Jesus Christ coming through the line of Abraham. Now, by the time you take this covenant made by God and Abraham, and by the time you get to the time of Christ with the Pharisees, the Jews, those religious fanatic rulers, they had taken the actual covenant God had made, and they had taken it not spiritually, but they had made it a law among themselves. And so, if any Gentile would want to become a proselyte Jew, the way to become a Jew was through what? Through circumcision. You see? Then you would be accepted. But that's what Paul is declaring now. Now that we've come to Christ, we automatically become what? Spiritual Jews. You see? We are what? We're part of the nation of Israel. Why? Because we're believers in Jesus Christ. Watch again. Go back now to Ephesians. Let me share some more stuff here. It's so neat how Paul writes here. And I mean, he's just really laying out the scriptures because there were so many of these Gentiles in the church of Ephesus. You see, the majority of the church of Ephesus, they were all Gentiles there in Athens. And so he's talking to the Gentiles because of what God had done through the Jew, but then also what God has done now through the Gentiles. In verse 11, we have here when he speaks now that no covenant relationship with God of Israel, which means there, therefore remember that you, speaking to the Gentile, once Gentiles or heathens in the flesh who are called on circumcision. You see? You were not accepted by Israel. Why? Because you were not circumcised. The ritual of circumcision. By what is called the circumcision made in the flesh by hands. Which means what? The cutting off of the skin. And becoming clean through being circumcised by the rabbi. You see, the Holy Spirit here is emphasizing that great dispensational change brought about on Calvary and on the day of Pentecost by the Holy Spirit. If Christ would have not died on that cross, men, we would be most people miserable. Because what did He do? When He came to the cross, He did away with every ritual. You see, every ritual was taken away by Christ. That's what Paul is talking about. How we now have accepted Christ as our Lord and Savior, and we're not under laws and regulations. 
This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. We'd like to remind you that we are committed to encouraging you with the Bible's life-giving truth. To order this love series on MP3, visit somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165. Now let's return to more with Raul Reese from Ephesians chapter 2. Look at verse 12. Incredible. Incredible verse. Look what Paul says there as he speaks. He says in verse 12, that at that time you were without Christ once, notice twice, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, three, strangers from the covenants of promises, and four, having no hope, and five, without God in the world. Five things that we were without before we came to Christ. Notice that, five things. But again in verse 11 he says what? Therefore remember, don't forget where you came from. Don't forget what Christ did for you when you were saved from your old life. Where you once were in bondage and in chains. And on your way to hell. And God touched your life. And he saved you. We forget those things that Christ has done. You see, these Jews, they were actually, the Jews were considered to be inside, while they consider every Gentile to be outside of the promises of God. In several ways they consider that. First of all, they consider us that we were without citizenship. Without citizenship. That is, God called the Jew and them into a nation. A Gentile could enter the nation as a proselyte, but he was not born into that special nation. The only way you can become a proselyte would be by circumcision. That's it. We're now, as we become born again of the Holy Spirit, whether Jew or Gentile, we become one with Christ. And we don't need to be circumcised or any other law. But because of what Christ has done for us. Secondly, he says we were without covenants. What does that mean? Well, while the blessing of the Gentiles is included in God's covenant with Abraham, as we read in Genesis 12 and 15 and 17, God did not make any covenants with the Gentile nations. He only made it with the Jews. And that's why Christ came. He came to fulfill the law, you see, so that we could be made free. And then the next thing that really spoke to my heart is that before we came to Christ, we were without hope. Without hope in this world. Historians tell us that the great cloud of hopelessness covered all of the ancient world as so many religions were springing forth and so many people were seduced by the false gods. And so this is what Paul is talking about without hope in this world. And then he says, finally, without God in the world. That is the heathen had gods. Plenty of them, as Paul had discovered in Acts 17, when they were worshiping the unknown God there in Mars Hill. To the unknown God they would come and they would worship this unknown God. And yet Paul says, be careful that you don't get caught up just like the heathens. Secondly, look what he says in verse 12 again. He says that at that time you were without Christ being aliens... From the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenant of promise, having no hope and without God again in the world. You see, this verse is describing the natural state of who? Of the heathens, of the Gentiles. 
Anybody we know today that are Gentiles, heathens, without Christ, without God, without hope, that's what he's talking about. That's why it's so important to understand what Christ has done for you and what Christ has done for me. And why the wrath of God comes upon those who do not believe the knowledge of the truth. Can you imagine what grace, what love, and what mercy Jesus Christ has given to us? Look at verse 13. I love it. Third point. Watch this. I love it in Ephesians. This is what Paul says. But now... In Christ Jesus, you, here it is, you and I, who once were afar off. Man, we were so distant from God. And I love it. Because you know what? There are people in our congregation that were, used to be homosexuals, used to be lesbians, used to be immoral, used to be liars and thieves and murderers and all of these things. We can all relate to those things. And like Paul says, you used to be like that, but you've been washed, you've been justified, you've been sanctified. See, once we were like that, no longer are we to be like that any longer now that Jesus Christ has not only saved us. But listen, again, what he says. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were afar off have been now brought near by the blood of Jesus Christ. You hear what he said? But now God has made it possible for any one of us here to come near to Jesus Christ because of the shed blood of Jesus Christ that he actually shed upon Calvary for you and me. What did he do when he shed his blood? Number one, he made us new creatures in Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says what? Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new person. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become brand new. Secondly, he has changed our lives. I'm not the same raw Reese that I used to be as I am today. Completely different. Listen to what Paul says. Romans 6, 4. Therefore, we were buried with Jesus Christ through baptism into death. That just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also now should be walking in the newness of life. You see, the power of the Holy Spirit. When we were baptized, that was just a symbol of our death. Death with Christ, rising from the grave as new believers in Jesus Christ with newness of life. And then thirdly, He has given us holy lives. Because we've come to Jesus Christ. 1 John 3, 9 says this. Whoever has been born of God does not make a practice of habitual sin anymore. For his seed remains in him and he cannot sin because he has been born of God. You see? Fourthly, he made us righteous. The word righteous means to be right with God. 1 John 2.29 says, If you know that He is righteous, you know that everyone who is practicing righteousness or who is doing right is born of Him. And fifthly, He filled us with His love. Think how much love God has given to you and me. John, 1 John 3.10 In this the children of God and the children of the devil are manifested. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is he who does not love his brother. And then secondly, the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. Listen, first of all, the blood of Christ is described as innocent. Listen, Matthew 24, 27, 4 says, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. And they said, what is that to us? You see to it. This is what Judah said when he betrayed the Lord. Because the Lord was innocent. 
Innocent blood was betrayed. So the precious blood of Jesus Christ is the only thing that can cleanse you and cleanse me and make us white as snow. And never again can our sin ever be brought up ever again when Christ cleanses us and washes us. And the reason is because the blood of Jesus Christ is described as precious. First Peter 1.19 But with the precious blood of Jesus Christ as of the Lamb without blemish and without spot. That's the blood that cleanses you and me. And thirdly, the blood of Christ is described as a necessary factor. In Hebrews 9.22-23 he says, And according to the law, almost all things are purified with blood, and without the shedding of blood there is no remission. Therefore, it was necessary that the copies of the things in heaven should be purified with these, but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. Remember in the Old Testament, when they would actually cover their sin or atone for their sin, what would they do? They would kill a lamb, they would take the blood, and they would sprinkle it, right? And then... That was only a covering for your sin. But when Jesus Christ came and He shed His blood for you, it's not just a covering. He takes your sin and He puts it away and He remembers it no more. It's gone forever. That's what He says that He's done for you and me with the precious blood of Christ. And then the blood of Christ is described as the final touch. Hebrews 9.24-28 For Christ has not entered the holy place made with hands, which are copies of the true, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us, not that He should offer Himself often, as the high priest entered the most holy place every year, and the blood for one another. Remember, once a year, the priest would go in and make atonement. Jesus Christ died once and for all. Once and for all. Never again to go back and die over and over and over again. Never again. Once and for all. He says this. He then would have had to suffer often since the foundation of the world. But now, once at the end of the ages, He has appeared to put away sin by sacrifice of Himself. As it is appointed for men to die once, but after this the judgment. So Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many. To those who eagerly wait for Him, He will appear a second time apart from sin for salvation. It's our desire that this message has lifted your spirit with the assurance that as a believer, you are seen, known, and cared for by the Lord. If you've never received Christ's gift of salvation, we encourage you to call on Him, confessing your sins and believing everything that He has said. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. If you'd like to review today's lesson, we'll send you an unedited version for a donation of $5 or more. Our phone number is 800-634-9165. Today's lesson was titled, The Precious Love of Christ. We'd also love to tell you about an MP3 collection of the entire 25-lesson love series we're currently airing. As you learn more about God's plan to free you from sin's bondage, you'll see that you can fully trust Him with your life. You'll also see how surrendering to God will fill you with hope and eternal life. Get in touch with us today to order a USB of Rawls' entire love series on MP3. 
Visit SomebodyLovesYou.com or call 800-634-9165 and we'll send your flash drive for a gift of $25 or more. That's 800-634-9165. To order by writing us, our mailing address is Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. This is a listener-supported ministry, and we're thankful for your partnership as we spread the good news of Jesus Christ. Every gift you give is tax-deductible. Next time, as we continue this series celebrating the greatness of God's salvation, we hope you'll join us. You'll be inspired by the Apostle Paul's example of humble surrender and absolute obedience as he lived out his love for the Lord. Now, here's Roll once again with a closing thought. And then... The blood of Christ is described for cleansing. 1 John 1, 7. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And here it is. And the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, continually is cleansing us from all our sins. I like that. Constantly cleansing me from all my sins. And finally, the blood of Christ is described as the conquering factor. Revelations twelve eleven, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, is by the word of their testimony, speaking of the tribulation saints. And they did not love their lives unto death. How? By the precious blood of the Lamb. That is the only thing that can cleanse you, or cleanse me, or anyone from any one of our sins that we've ever committed. It is the precious blood of Jesus Christ. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.